0: Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, has their fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated BF Goodrich All-Terrain, T-A-K-O-2. But did you know they sell other automotive products as well? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, just go to TireRack.com slash sports, TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Tyrac.com studios, Tyrac.com, un selection, fast free shipping, Free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers. Tirec.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. Back from Vegas. Jason Stewart, who is, um, the spirit was there to teach me craps. The execution. Actually, Jay Stu, I think you'd go down as the greatest craps teacher of all time. I'll tell you why in one second. Uh, Ramos missed the trip. I, I actually want to thank somebody who uh, we we have not necessarily on our show because I don't do a Don impression. I know that uh, Jay Stu does.
3: Um, I, I don't know what you're talking about, my man. I don't but, know what uh, you're talking about.
1: But AM570 is our LA affiliate. Um, not my LA affiliate. It is our LA affiliate. I'm kidding. With you. For people that's inside the Beltway one. And Don is, plenty of people there do a Don Martin impression. So, like, look, we're all, we've all been doing radio for over 20 years. And Don's been doing it even longer. And uh, it wasn't necessarily because of any other reason than he wanted to, because it was, the NBA brought us there for NBA Con. It was great. And I had a pod that, I mean, it's going to go down to me, to me as an all-timer, an absolute all-timer. And, you know, Don's like, well, you should play it on the show. Uh, actually, that didn't sound like Don at all, did it? Really didn't. But anyway, um, I-, I end up having a great pod, I'll tell you about, uh, about it in a second. But, um but Don was out there booking guests and arranging stuff, and I'm trying to think, like, it was almost like, what's that TV show where the boss goes and, like, puts on makeup so you can't tell who he is? Awesome. Yes. But it was, like, Overcover Boss, because <laughs> he was still doing the greeting, to all the dignitaries that were come by, but then he was, like, he was out there working. So, anyway, thanks to Don Martin and, and uh, all the other executives that were out there and and help us out, Jade as well in marketing, helping us in sales, helping us out.
3: By the um, way, by the way, it, yeah. and we've been doing this a long time. I've never seen a boss roll up their sleeves and right. and work as hard that, as he. That, it was that's what I meant. It was impressive. I've known Don for a long time. He runs this place, and he doesn't have to, but he did, and uh, it was such a great representation for our company at MBA uh, Con. Um, and, yeah, you're right. Absolutely right. And, and to, 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 to do the exact impression, it's, my man, that, that was so good. You should do that on your radio show, my man. You should, you should play it back. <laughs> um, okay, well, we'll probably play it back maybe tomorrow
1: or Wednesday, you know, the, the deadest day in sports after the All-Star game, whatever. Uh, we had, I did a pod on All Ball called with Joey Graziano. And you're like, who is Joey Graziano? Great question. I didn't know either. Okay, this is, I if I'm lying, I'm dying. Okay, and Jay Stu, you can be, God is our witness. So uh, we get there and they're like, and I was like primary billing, you know? like I was the only guy going early there and only the VIPs got to come in. And like, look, he, uh, uh, Joey is the SVP of, of global marketing and events for the NBA. This is his baby. So, and oh yeah, by the way, later today, they're announcing the, NBA tournament, the NBA cup, you can ask him about that. And like, that's, that's his baby as well. It's going to be in Vegas. So this is what happened. Uh, Ramos is I get this information and I'm literally sitting at the desk and I'm like, okay, I got to, research this guy so I know a little bit about him and he's I, when I found out like I got a text on my phone from Jay Stu and I open my iPad takes me a while I get online and I'm seeing this guy walk over and so all I had a chance to do is read a couple things and then I look at his I think his Twitter page or his Instagram page or whatever and I yeah it was Twitter page and I scroll down there's lots of baseball stuff on there and I was like uh, you a baseball guy he's like yeah I played at Georgetown 02 to 05. Like, okay. So that's really what I had to go on was baseball guy, SVP of global marketing and events for the NBA. And we start talking and he starts talking and you know how I do the all ball. If you haven't heard the all ball pods, I mean, really it's like start to finish. This is your life and how you got into basketball, or how you got into sports and where your life took turns. And I just kind of listen and we have a conversation. So, during the process of talking about Georgetown and then what he did after Georgetown, where he played in the Dominican Republic, he started a non-for-profit, and I'm hearing all these things, he's like, you know, my dad was a, a New York City fire chief. So, this is, I mean, this is what I love about what we do, is you're, if you're really listening, you have to listen, and then that oh, you got to think of a follow-up while you're listening. And I'm like, wait a second. He said he played baseball at Georgetown in 02. He said his dad was a New York city fire chief, which I don't know about your brain, how that works to me. It opens the window to you got to ask him something about nine 11, right? Because that was 2001. So I kind of politely asked about, well, you said 2002 Georgetown, your dad was a police uh, fire chief. Like, um, I don't remember if I asked how it affected you or where were you? Where were you? Nine 11. And he says, my dad is the only surviving member of Ladder Company 13. And I thought, holy crap. Only I didn't think, holy crap. I thought a different word. And then I kind of asked him, like, do you mind if we have this conversation? He's like, no, let's, I guess let's have it. And it's an amazing story. An amazing story. So it's called All Ball Download the Podcast and that was, there was other really highlights. And here's why I think Jay Stew is the greatest craps teacher of all time. Um, all he can talk about is craps, how much he loves the energy of craps. He wants to teach me craps. I go to the ATM. I pay $8.97 to get out some money uh, for the ATM. And I give it to Jay Stu. And I said, let's go play craps. I'd already gotten beaten up by Vegas plenty. And Jay Stew and his he talked the talk. He had great energy. He seemed to know what he was talking about. I'm educated on it, but we were awful. We lost almost everything, and there was a lot of money put forward there, which is why he's a great teacher. Because people who can't do coach, right? Is that <laughs> right? Right. That's what it is. Greatest teacher of all time.
3: So just uh, to clarify, yeah, nobody was awful. The dice were awful, and in craps, the only thing that matters is the dice. Now, the uh, the elements surrounding the dice could have been better. The I think the dealers could have been more awake. I think the other players could have been more peppy. Um, Wait, you're you're blaming the dealers? Well, I, I, no, 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 I'm not blaming. You anything. had the
1: what? You had the one dealer who seemed to be he was <laughs> he was a little he was you were you know he's dropping quick lines and asking how much for the inside and. And he was not—he was not feeling you. Uh, we had the, Cal, the fellow Cal State Fullerton alum who boldly was wearing a Cal State Fullerton polo, who uh, he went from being super friendly to devolving into just an angry dude. <laughs> yeah, people get we pissed when money. they
3: lose money. That,
1: no, really? That. Yeah, not—not not, not my first experience with that. <laughs> but I, let's like again, let's not.
3: The dice were let, awful, but the reason why the energy cause, A lot of the craps experience is the energy of the table. That's what makes craps so unique and cool, and the energy wasn't there. So not only were the dice cold, but the energy wasn't there. So I really wanted to make a first great big first impression with craps and and Doug, and now I need a do-over, and we're... We're way too much money down. Uh, at well, the you stones. need, like, again,
1: the vision of the great Crafts table is everybody's there. Everybody's got a bunch of money going on. You're all wearing, like, suits with, you know, uh, collared shirts but no
3: tie. Rich guy's got and, a blonde on his, on his arm. So everybody, everybody's got a blonde. There's women there
1: that are just watching for the energy. And, you know, you take the dice, and some beautiful woman blows the dice, and you throw it, and it hits the right number, and everybody celebrates Instead, this was every dude was between probably late 30s to 50. Everybody lost money, and the dealers weren't particularly friendly. So, no, it did not exactly hit the hit the mark. I'll tell you what did hit the mark was Victor Webanyama. And we talked about it on the show going back to – or actually on the pod going back to Saturday after Friday's performance was disappointing. But I told you, like, look, he, had, he hadn't practiced. He just got off the plane, right? He looked tired. And in summer league, dudes are coming at you. And he just looked discombobulated. It didn't mean that he's going to be a bust or he's going to stink. As uh, didn't Bernie Fratto tell us that yesterday? Our, our guy Bernie Fratto at Vegas, who we love. You know, it's like, look, dude, he's 19. Well, I saw LeBron at 19. I know everybody. De- if you have coached kids, you know they all develop at different stages. And then last night, he kind of her that he kind of blew the house down. Can I clarify
3: was, what Bernie Fratto said? I don't want I don't want to totally misrepresent it here. He just said that the kid needs a lot of work. He sees more flaws than were previously reported, and he's going to need a lot more work. He didn't say he's going to suck or he does suck. Just to clarify,
1: I do think there was a, a sentence there where he he did, and <laughs> okay. I I don't think he's, he 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 did not say that he's going to forever stink, but he was wildly unimpressed after night one. After the second game last night where Thomas and Mac is packed and he's making plays and you can see what everyone's excited about. I would agree he's going to need a lot of work. He's not playing against pros. He's playing against guys that are hoping to become pros. And uh, he, he played well and he's been a pro. He played well. But it was one of those, thank God, because had game two gone like game one, it would have been a tough sale to most people on Victor Webb and Yama. But it's also one of those, like, look, if you'd, it's not just basketball players, especially kids. Like the way it works coming up is the way it works going down. Here's what I mean. We talk about James Harden all the time. And James Harden had a couple of unbelievable performances in the playoffs this year for the Sixers. But what's missing is he just can't be consistent. You know, James Harden's never been a great playoff player, but now it's two games in every seven or eight, maybe even every 10, that he has that A game offensively. Well, it's the same on the way up, right? It's not that Victor Wembanyama is going to be great every night. He probably will have many nights that are somewhere around the first game or maybe somewhere between the first game and the second game. But it's the percentage of games which he looks like he's got a chance to be a special player. That's kind of the magic. And with every year, those, that number of games <clears throat> increase. Now you have a chance to be special. Then you hit the peak of your playing career. And then on the way back down, you go from being good four nights and five to three nights and five to two nights and five to one night and five to one night and seven. That's the way it works. So on the way up is the same as on the way down. On the way down. Uh, this is All-Star Week for Baseball. We had MMA over the weekend. Uh, we got we have a ton of different storylines to
2: get to. I mean, we have really, really good stuff for you today. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Did you
1: ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat a slice of pizza in under 30 seconds or... I know it'll take you over a minute to down that two liter. If you have, then you're going to love pick six
4: that's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Toyo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to tirack.com sports to see their Toyo tire test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's Tirack.com slash
2: sports. com. Tireac.com
1: It's Doug Gottlieb's show, Fox Sports Radio, iHeartRadio app. Remember that podcast is on. It's called All Ball. All Ball. I think you'll love it. Uh, Rick Buecher will join us, I don't know, about five minutes. We'll get his thoughts on the story that one of the, or the main reason Jordan Poole was traded from the Golden State Warriors to the Washington Wizards is that uh, Steve Kerr was just down with him. Just couldn't do the attitude, couldn't, couldn't do it anymore. So, look, do, do I think that's a portion of it? I do. I do. But I also think, like, let's not undersell how big that second apron taxpayer money is. It saved them a gigantic, gigantic amount of money. A uh, gigantic amount of money. And, like, look, Chris Paul's in the last year of his deal. It's not a huge money deal. And then they'll be freed up when the new CBA... Uh, it comes on and we'll see they they're going to have to add some size. So I'm not saying that the report is not valid. I'm not saying that that he didn't fall out of love or didn't enjoy uh, or or he he was it was joyless coaching. Jordan Poole, there's a lot of stuff going on. And as I said right after the season and even you know, Steve Steve Kerr and Draymond Green said so publicly like that punch re- really destroyed their season. Um there was more to it. And we'll get to it with Bucher. He knows a lot. Obviously, he's a Northern California guy. He knows a lot about the Warriors. He's covered them forever. Rick Bucher upcoming in in five minutes or so. I I was thinking this with the new NBA Cup, which was officially announced this weekend. And they're going to play it in December. And here's the issue that I have with it. And, And this is what's interesting, right? So, this year, the Super Bowl is in Las Vegas. It's in February. And I'm surprised that, you know, I would have thought if I was the NBA, wouldn't like Super Bowl Sunday be a great day to have NBA games earlier in the day leading up to it? And oh, yeah, by the way, we're going to be in Vegas. there in Vegas. And, and I'm not sitting here nitpicking. I know it's, there's, there's no easy answers and you got to find a bunch of, you know, if you do it in February, you're still competing with college basketball. You're not competing with the NFL, which is a big thing. But I don't know, the, the big, my big takeaway is I, I've traveled to Vegas a lot and the summer heat doesn't bother me as much as it bothers some people, partially because at least where I live now, it's not crazy hot. And so like, you know what you're getting into, you're in the desert, it's going to be hot, there's pools everywhere, or you stay inside, there's air conditioning. And the only time it's uncomfortable is in the process of walking from your hotel to your rental car or your, your car or to your Uber or whatever. Other than that, it's not like you're hanging out outside or walking in the strip unless it's at night. Jay Stu, am I wrong? December in the desert? Not great. It's,
3: it's an, cold. It's odd, it's odd timing, right? And that was kind of our thoughts when this first came out last week was that, to me, if you put this thing in December, you are directly competing with the NFL for uh, bandwidth and people's attention. For years and years, it's just been an assumed thing that you know we might care about the NBA on Christmas, but... November and December, it's gonna be the very far second sport that we pay attention to in our business. Now they're 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 going to have a tournament and they're going to try to compete with the NFL for our attention and it might backfire and that it might expose them that NFL's king and it's and nothing's gonna defeat it, you know.
1: Well we, we know the NFL's king, but it's also during a time of year where college football is is very popular right? Um, The beginning of bowl season, the end of conference season with conference championship games as well. Like there's other things. And then of course you have, you know, you have hockey, you have some college basketball, basketball terms, but all those are like secondary or even tertiary in comparison. The NFL is, is a behemoth, behemoth. And you're going against Monday night football one night and Thursday night football another night. Like those are hard. And then, you know, just for our attention, like that's big college football time of the year as well. But more than anything, it's like, I love using Vegas. Vegas is like the ultimate, hey, we don't need an NBA team to be an NBA town. We host Summer League. We host USA Basketball. We have, you know, March Madness is now going to be played there for the first time ever this upcoming year. There's, there's, so, many, there's so many great things about it. But I will tell you that the one time of year, like the month and a half, two months out of the year where if you avoided Vegas, you wouldn't think that much of it. It's December and January. It's the high desert cold it's cold uh, Rick Buecher in a second let's catch up with our friend Dan Byer Dan how are you
0: Doug I am doing well and one thing to point out with what's uh, happening with the summer league is the games, their finals, are on the 7th and 9th of December. Now, there could be a conflict with the NFL on the Thursday night because of the Amazon game. But the conference championship games are over with. The NBA would actually be competing with the Heisman Trophy that night. Curious to uh, to hear if you know maybe there will be a double up with ESPN or whoever has the championship game. But that's what the uh, December 9th title game of the midseason tournament would go up against, is the Heisman Trophy.
1: And Victor Webinyama make him live in the weight room. Seemed to come out of his shell a bit last night, and uh, a lot of people walking away impressed.
5: Yeah, look, I wasn't that worried about him after the first performance. Um, I I saw what I needed to see, skill wise, and uh, you know all the hype and. Everything surrounding him, um, knowing that this is a guy that's coming into a completely different culture uh, I, I just I, I wasn't i wasn't dismayed and i wasn't surprised and I was still like i was I was somewhat impressed with the skill set that I saw um, and then the the rebound in our recovery in game two I thought was also. Uh, uh equally impressive and that you could have a game one like that and have a game two. I, I'm I'm uh, I was very skeptical about him being a generational talent. And obviously there's still a long way to go in terms of his evolution, but he is one unique talent. There's no doubt about it. He's got great hands. I think the thing that I didn't hadn't been able to see was his floor vision. He understands the game. i Uh, His demeanor could not is is mature beyond his years. Um, I'm I'm I am uh, very excited about seeing what he is going to become and how the San Antonio Spurs handle him. But I I haven't seen anything in either game that I would take as discouragement about what he's capable of being. Uh,
1: Rick Buecher joins us uh, from FoxSports.com and and Fox Sports One. Buke, let's let's discuss the Damian Lillard thing, okay? Pe- people walking around Vegas all believe it's done. He's going to Miami. Yeah. Is it that simple?
5: Well, I think he's eventually going to get to Miami. I I don't. I haven't heard that the deal is done, and based on where the Blazers are are putting it, uh, there's there's clearly some work to be done by uh, the Miami Heat. It's going to take a third team. Uh, by all indications, for them to get what they want. So, do I think it eventually ends up there? Yes. And do I think there's a certain? while there is no, uh, you know, deadline or uh, is there an urgency to resolve this? I would say yes too, just because the Portland Trailblazers, uh, it's the business end of things. If the Miami Heat and the business and the and the Portland Trail Blazers Want to sell season tickets? They want to. They want to start their promotions for for next season. All of that starts now. All the planning of that starts now. So, having a piece as big and notable as Damien changing franchises uh, requires it to be done sooner rather than later. So, I think we end up there that it's all but done. I, I just I don't I haven't got the impression that that's the case. But I I, I still. You know, anybody who's believing that that's where it's going to end up, um, I don't have a problem with that. Um,
1: okay, so I believe it was on TV, maybe on a podcast, but I believe it was on TV yeah. that, that you said yep. that Zion Williamson hasn't shown any desire to work on a floater or his mid-range game since arriving yep. in New Orleans. Can, can you first yep. give me the context of that remark and what it was? <laughs> what it was about?
5: So uh, it was it was in my podcast and it was the 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 what it was really about was Giannis Antetokounmpo having his first knee surgery and how that uh, guys that are supremely athletic and live off of their last athleticism at some point have to develop the requisite skills in order to be able to play and to and to and to be a factor when they can't just blow by guys, and I use I reference Zion as an example of a guy who I've been told has not showed any inclination to develop a, a floor game, a ground game, a mid-range, a consistent mid-range jumper, anything that doesn't require him to be going 100 miles and 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 blowing by guys, and that. Um, and that that does not bode well for his being able to sustain his career and be effective. So it was a very brief uh, reference, but I've you know I mean I've, t- I've talked to people there about like where, where is why why has he not at this point with all that time off very similar to Ben Simmons like had all the opportunity in the world to like groove a jumper or to work on some things that don't require you to tear the rim down. And I've just been told that at least as far as with the team is concerned, um, that he hasn't, uh, he hasn't shown any focus on, on getting those things done. Um, But the podcast was not really about that. It was, um, it was pulled out by, um, I think it's uh, NBA central is what it's called. And now it's blown up. It's blown up on Twitter, which is not the first time, I've seen that happen with mine or other work
1: and, uh, you know, it's like, well, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. But again, I didn't even have the con I didn't even have a context to it. And, um, and, and because when I read it, I was like, well, that's weird because I think the whole thing about Zion is he got to get in shape before he ever even works on that stuff. Right. And then now, now give him the context. You're like, you're right. Right. It's like what, this is a big thing for people is, And I kind of talked about this with Jokic, is that at what point in time are we going to evaluate players based upon their productivity and skill instead of, you know, we're always blown away by the guy who runs and jumps the the fastest. Now, Zion is very productive, but like, yeah, that fastball is going to be less fast. You have to have other pitches. Yeah. And right
5: yeah, and look, he's—I mean—he's an incredibly dynamic player. I think that he sees the floor well. I think he has some passing skills, but so much of it is based on um, him and how and how quickly he moves. And it was like, I, 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 this is the comparison I make. And Jokic doesn't have to get by his guy in order to uh, to wreck the defense or to score. Uh, and and can Giannis do that? And if and can Zion score without a dribble, like just off of his pivot, just off of and physically he's strong enough that he shouldn't have to blow by um, to blow by people. But um, that's that's sort of that's where he is, and um. And so uh, and his body's going to continue to break down if that's the only way that he can play. Uh,
1: what are your thoughts on the in-season tournament, the NBA Cup?
5: Um, I'll be excited to see how it – I mean, look, the, the, the overarching thing here is the NBA is trying to make uh, every regular season game meaningful. And how do you do that? Well, they did it at the, at the end of the year by extending – by creating the play in and now you, we've got, you know, 11, 12, maybe 13 teams that are staying in it and competing for a spot longer than we had previously, where it was like if you didn't have a shot at that eighth seed, then you were probably headed the other direction. So I think they've done a good job with that. Now it's a matter of, like, how do we make the games <laughs> before Christmas matter? And, uh, and this is an attempt to do that. I. I'll be interested to see. I, I don't know how dramatically it's going to change the value of this for the best teams in the league. It may mean something to the, you know, the Orlandos and the Charlottes where they can get a feather in their cap by, by accomplishing something. I, I, I haven't looked at all the details, but unless, unless this tournament somehow has an impact on a direct impact on seeding for the playoffs, I have a hard time seeing how the best teams in the league are going to approach the beginning of the season any different.
1: I agree. I also think, you know, people are like, man, finals are in Vegas. Like, I got to tell you, December in Vegas, not – I mean, there's plenty of things to do, but yeah. it's not like – spring or fall in Vegas or even summer where it's hot and everybody go out, you're like, right. It's just, it's just a city with a bunch of things going on, which is kind of any NBA city. It, it, it may miss the mark there. I love the attempt. I'm not sure the execution is going to be, uh, is going to be as good as the attempt on paper in a boardroom may, may make it seem Uh, who are the rookies that people are buzzing about.
5: Uh, you know what I'm not in Vegas because of my TV responsibilities so um, it's hard for me to have a sense of who is excited about um, uh, about what uh, when it comes to the guys coming along I mean I don't I, I think they um, all right let me, let me yep. let me edit that out because I got time for one more question uh, yep.
1: report out today yep. that the real reason Jordan Poole was traded was that Steve Kerr was was just done with it Done with the attitude. Yeah. Done. Done with it.
5: I'm not going to hang all of it on 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 Steve Kerr. Um, I, you know, from what I understand, there were a lot of people in the organization that were frustrated with. Uh, look, they, they don't. I'm not saying that, that Draymond punching Jordan was acceptable by any means, but it was. Everybody was trying to get past it, and and Jordan couldn't. And if you don't and if you want to say, well, I understand that he couldn't, okay. But as a result, the organization had to had to move on because they were ready to get past it. And it was just it was an obstacle for them to um, to be able to move forward in, in, in hopes of, of winning another another championship. It was he couldn't let it go and it caused communication issues and uh, and, and a respect factor when it came to the team. And Again, anybody out there wants to say, well, you know, that, that's understandable because he got punched and the video went viral and how do you ever get over that? Well, you, you people do. Like, <laughs> you, you make a choice. I want to stay here and I want to repair this. And honestly, the one thing that if it was me, I would have to ask why – Why did I get punched? What am I doing that warranted me getting punched? Because guys generally don't punch each other for no reason, and particularly when you have a team that has the culture that the Warriors have, um, those things especially are rare when it happens. Um, So, I, I look, I get it, but... Um, I'm not going to put this all on Steve. He certainly wasn't the only one that felt like there was time to move on. Now
1: he's got to have that fun conversation with Chris Paul about coming off the bench. Uh, that'll be enjoyable for yeah. him, I'm sure. Yeah. That sounds like Chris is psyched to, to come off the bench late in his career. Uh,
5: yeah, well, I think they will I, – I think they'll find a way to massage that. Um, I, I really do. I just um, – uh, I, the interesting part for me is not going to be whether he 's you know what what whether he 's starting or coming off the bench or any of that it 's going to be he 's always been the leader he 's always been the one who 's been the orchestrator yep. and 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 it 's not with steph it 's with draymond like that 's the role that draymond has always had. Those two are very similar, and that could either work to their benefit or that could be where the friction point is and I just think at this point, the level of basketball IQ and, and how they handled KD coming in, um, they're going to find a way to make it work. And I think Chris will find a way to make it work um, because on some level, he has to know he's not he's not the same player that that he once was. I would hope that he understands that at this point.
1: Buker, you're the best, man. I really appreciate you joining us. Can't wait to read more stuff on FoxSports.com. And, of course, see you on Speak on Fox Sports 1. Appreciate you being our guest. you guys, done. Yeah, also can't wait for more of your stuff to be aggregated inappropriately, right? That's that's what we say From NBA Central. I'm, I'm
2: kidding, of course. Sort of. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific.
4: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret.
1: They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to Tyreq.com/sports to see the Pirelli test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's Tyreq.com/sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
2: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
3: is going on a road trip.
1: Game time is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. bundle I do say I Progressive.com. I I I I I oh, I'd stop what you're doing because I'm about to ruin the image and the style that you used to. Let's get to
2: a game.
3: Game time.
2: This is game
0: time. It's game time.
2: On the Doug Gottlieb right. Show.
0: Deep. Beep. What do you got? Doug, we got a brand new game today.
2: It's you called... You Betcha.
1: You Betcha.
2: You Betcha.
1: All right. How about some... I kind of think you should have done You Betcha in like your old school Wisconsin voice because You Betcha is very much... An expression from that region, is it not? <laughs>
0: yes, yes. Yeah.
1: And yeah, so when we have big yeah. yeah, we have big voice guy does it do it, it doesn't really resonate the way that your you betcha does. It, you so. betcha. Yeah. <laughs> let's hear uh, let's your buyer do it. Go ahead, Dan. Uh,
0: you betcha. There you go. I, yeah, I don't even know if that's if that's even. Close maybe, enough. maybe I've lost my Wisconsin accent. You you Fire. have
1: you have and and it's always embarrassing when you don't have an accent that you try and tell people to like overdo their accents. Like I eh, don't really talk like that. Yeah, you do. You betcha. Eh? Anyway, <laughs> what
0: do right. you got? We've got some odds from the home run derby tonight. Oh, you betcha. Yes. So. Four matchups to start in the bracket. Uh, Luis Robert Jr. against Adley Rutschman in the first round. Uh, are we going with uh, Lou Rob as the favorite at minus 220? Or would you take the O's catcher at plus
1: 175? I, I, I like dogs. Uh, I like dogs. Uh, Andy Rutschman. At plus one seventy five. Yeah, Adley Rutschman.
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh, John's gonna take Andy Rauschman in the next round. <laughs> what about Pete Alonzo, Julio Rodriguez? Alonzo the favorite. He's a two time champ. Minus one eighty five yeah. or uh, Rodriguez the home fan or the you know the home crowds home favorite, favorite. Yeah. yeah I- I'm gonna go Pete
1: Alonso. I, I think Pete is a home run derby kind of guy.
0: Okay. Longest home run tonight. Over four hundred and eighty five and a half feet or the under?
1: How many 400, what, 85 feet? Yeah,
0: 485 and a half feet.
1: Oh, and a half. I'm going to go over.
3: Over.
0: Ramos, Jason, you like this one at all? You want to touch this one?
3: I'm going to go with the over myself, Dan. Yeah, you going ta- the over? I'll take the over as well. It, yeah.
1: it also does feel like for home run derby, they, they probably oversell a little bit. Like, that one went 7 million feet. What about total home
0: runs by the winning player? 58 and a half is the over under tonight.
1: How many total home runs were last last year, I guess is my question cuz I cuz you know the the thing has changed so much over time.
0: Yes. The last year's final was Juan Soto yeah. against Julio Rodriguez. And in the final of this two of these two young stars, 37 home runs were hit. Soto won 19 to 18.
1: Right, and that's a third round, so you do the math on, on what you're expecting there. Um I'm gonna go under. Okay. Under fifty. So averaging
0: about twenty Twenty yep. maybe. Uh,
1: here's
0: here's the other 19. thing. Guys get tired, and so yeah. if you just have to, if the other guy only hits eight, all you have to do is hit nine, nine. in the final round. Yeah, and then it's over with. A couple over. of other odds, just uh, differentiating from the uh, All Star game. There are odds, Doug, for the NBA in season tournament winner. This from Bet Online. Celtics four to one. Nuggets nine to two. Heat eight to one. Or is there any other team that you think could be the winner of the in-season tournament?
1: Oh, I think there's a lot of other teams because it matters more to them than it does the legit playoff teams. I think the Oklahoma City Thunder could win it. Fifty to one, right? I would like fifty to one. I throw a little change there. Why not? Like it really matters. If they win, it's that's their that's their win for the year. I think the big thing with this is how much are we going to look back and go like, oh, hey, this team won the championship and this team won the cup. Does it matter? I don't know.
0: There are also odds for the in-season tournament MVP, Damian Lillard the favorite at 4-1, to Jokic next at 5-1. to
1: The problem is that the Heat are going to want to have to go for it in December, assuming they add Lillard before the season. I don't see it. Uh, I do like Jokic, but again, like if you're going to take Shea Gildas-Alexander, go there. Maybe the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard, even though he, they, they're supposedly going to take the regular season more seriously, maybe throw some money on, on Kawhi. And that's game time. Coming up next to the Doug Gottlieb Show, live from the tyrack.com studios. Guess what? There's more information coming out of Northwestern. None of it seems to be good. It's next to the Doug Gottlieb Show.